Welcome to the Ignite Podcast, where you'll discover the secrets to ignite the growth of your agency. It's easy to get enthusiastic about a new business idea. If you don't feed that enthusiasm with anybody else's positive ideas and thoughts, where does the idea go? The more often and the more used to you get to making these decisions, the easier it is. And the easier it is, the more money you'll make. If you are feeling frustrated with the lack of growth in your agency and you're impatient to reach those ever-moving goalposts, then here's your invitation to find out more about if and how we can help you scale and build the agency of your dreams. All we want you to do is go to fire-wave.co.uk forward slash AJMM and that'll be in the show notes as well. Here are your hosts, Sam and Phil. In this episode of the Ignite podcast, we're talking about barriers to success, obstacles to you reaching your agency goals. But before that, we have a quick quiz question for you because it's driving Phil mad. So the question is, well, what was the question, Phil, that you were trying to answer? The richest, com- uh, rich, the richest country per capita. Should That's I difficult to say. <laughs> I don't know why. The richest country in the world, as judged by... GDP per capita. Mm. What does GDP stand for? GDP. <laughs> Gross domestic product. Is that right? That is right. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why I couldn't think of it. I know, I don't know either. I was thinking monetary. I'm looking so much more cleverer it, than you are. It's not. You are. Yeah, you are. Unless <laughs> I can get this right. So you've got three guesses, haven't you? Well, actually, should we let them guess first? So you think about it and then we'll tell you the answer at the end of this podcast. Yeah, but a caveat is that, well, I don't know the answer, is that you told me that it's not somewhat obvious because I'd have gone... Qatar, UAE. So that's a bit of a clue for those people listening. It's yeah, not it's, it's not, not an obvious country. And at it's all. not Vatican City, I've had that guess. I was so shocked. But but now I've thought about it, I think I've got can should I give you the three that no, I think? Tell them at the end. Otherwise you know might forget them. too much. Oh, no, otherwise I might say no to them and then Okay. I don't know. So let's talk about barriers to success. And the reason that I thought this was opportune was because we are inviting our lovely audience to come on a behind the scenes day here at Ashdown Jones and I talked to one of our recent attendees, lovely uh, Olivia Thomas, not to be confused with Olivia Thompson, who is just launching a brand new agency, which we won't tell you what the name of it is because we don't want a a spoiler. Might track her progress on the episodes as we go forward, maybe. And I asked her what was so valuable to her about attending a behind the scenes day here, which she did about six weeks ago, would you say, Liam? About four weeks ago, six weeks ago. Okay. And she gave me a list of all the things that she'd got out of the day that I now see as potential barriers to those people who don't have those things. When you told me this earlier, I thought you meant Olivia Thompson. No. Olivia Thomas. Oh, interesting. So I don't know these either. Well, they're on the board. Well, I know the barriers to success. (laughs) I don't know Olivia's. (laughs) So this is how I would flip it. Olivia said, these are the all the things she got out of that day. And there were obviously things that she was missing that she felt were a barrier to success, even Mm -hmm. though there might not have been. It's funny, I was, I was uh, running this morning across the road, which you're not supposed to do, are you, with a friend. And I said, oh, that hurt because I'd just been running this morning. And my friend said, oh, if it hurts, don't do it. And I thought, oh, that's an interesting life choice. If it hurts, don't do it. And clearly we don't have that life choice. And it sometimes does hurt when you want to do something that's hard won and has a successful outcome like running especially like this morning when I ran in the freezing cold and the mm-hmm. pitch black. And for Olivia to come, and she's, you won't mind me saying when you Olivia, she's only young and she's been running an agency for a few years, but that was with help from her family. And this is going to be a new venture that is pretty much solo. And so for her to come along 
as a young, fresh-faced estate agent or would-be estate agent and sit with people who she probably felt were a lot more experienced than she was, all the way in a place that she hadn't really been before, I think that was a difficult thing to do. That was probably quite a painful experience for her, or she probably thought it would be. Definitely. To have the mindset to actually go to another agency to look behind their scenes, I think is quite a, you know, I'm sure some people come with a an agenda to make themselves feel and look good, which is cool. Status, ego, yeah, all those kind of things, yeah. And, but then others come with the, the total opposite, where they potentially want to learn of, of diff- things that we might do differently or might not. But And we're not setting ourselves up as this amazing agency that only our way is the right way. No. What we're doing is actually the opposite. We're being really vulnerable and saying... We definitely don't get everything right. No, we definitely don't. We don't claim to. We've just spent this morning, (laughs) this morning's priorities meeting, deciding what we haven't got right. Yeah. But what we we do do is we say, this is our turnover from a single sales office and this is how we do it. Mm -hmm. It's up to them to decide whether they feel it's the right way, it's the way they want to go or they want to take some bits from it, they don't, it's... Up to them, but this is how we do it, and mm. it gives us the opportunity to learn from them too. Yeah, which we do often. So we open our doors on a to a behind the scenes day event about once every two months, or sometimes twice in two months. So we're going to try and do these about ten times a year. And if you want to book on the next one, we'll make sure that the link is in the show notes for you to book on. But the reason we do it, as Phil said, is to be transparent and also to help us be innovative, make sure that we're stretching ourselves all the time, because knowing we've got a behind the scenes day coming up really makes us look at our own processes and systems, make sure our boards are up to date and our team are on board, literally, with everything that we're doing so that there are no surprises and that our things like our turnover figures are correct and up to date because we have what we call our church refunds, don't we, in the, in the boardroom where we do the training. What's a church refund? Just a, a method of tracking numbers. So a lot of them are monetary. On the new poster, I don't think you've seen it, some of them are instructions and sales because my challenge is that it can look like you've had a great quarter because you've hit all your monetary targets and the church fund is full, but you've had no instructions or sales and therefore the next quarter is going to be terrible, but you're too late to react. So we're trying to change that up. And that's true with the agency, isn't it? You're always three to six months behind. You are. It's not like retail or something. Yeah. So these are the things that Olivia said that she really relished and enjoyed and came away from the day having felt that she'd really learned something. She had actions to, to go away and implement straight away. And the first one was actually being around like-minded people. Mm-hmm. And by the way, this list is what people experience in every walk of life at every level, no matter what you earn or no matter what you do. It's just the higher the, you go in that income, the better they are at dealing with it. Yeah. What did you mean? What I mean is that... We all have challenges, whether it's inspiration or whether it's motivation, whether it's confidence, fear of making the wrong decision at every level of, of business, whether you're Bill Gates or whether you're mm. Buzz, you have those those challenges and those barriers. And the the more often and the more used to you get to making these decisions or getting over these challenges, the easier it is. And, yeah. the, and the easier it is, the more money you'll, you'll make. It's funny, I was listening to a podcast this morning and this guy that sounded younger than you. I don't know if he was or not, but he sounded younger than you and he sold a business. And it was, I don't I think it was a SaaS business, which is a software as a service business. So a subscription continuity business. And it wasn't until he got about three quarters away through the podcast that he dropped the number in that he'd sold the business for. And it was $200 million. And I couldn't have been more shocked because I've listened to plenty of those podcasts by people selling their business. And it's usually a lot less than that. And he said it so calmly, but all the 
issues he'd had, all the obstacles and the lack of confidence and all, they're exactly the same mm. as all the other sales in all the other podcast episodes I've been listening to. It's called Built to Sell, by the way, the podcast by John Warrilow. And it's a fascinating podcast, but it doesn't matter what the number is, people say the same thing. And the first thing he said to this guy that just sold his business was, what's this trophy that you bought? What's the first thing you bought? And he goes, I didn't need anything. He said, I went, went to my gym and bought a couple of bits from my gym, but I liked my car, I liked my house, I liked my holidays. So nothing changed for him. Mm. It's just given him a bit of freedom to enjoy the rest of his life. But it made me think that it doesn't really matter what the figure is. And we see this in our masterminds, don't we? That the figures in the silver masterminds are usually a, a zero shy of the figures in the private masterminders. But the problems and challenges are exactly the same. Yeah. Got different numbers attached to them. They, Maybe they that's do. What you mean. Yeah. And the way they overcome those challenges is the biggest difference. Yes. Because a silver masterminder could possibly not have the mindset of toughness and to tough it out when things get difficult. Yeah. And might not be able to do that on the bandwidth they've got money wise. Yeah. The, the simplest example is that somebody maybe who is, is, is not say lower down, but is less experienced in it. With a challenging period, they defend the money, whereas someone that's maybe more experienced will try and earn their way out of the problem or the challenge. And well, actually, that could be flipped, just to play devil's advocate, because when we first started, we had nothing to lose. Well, you had nothing to lose. Mm. And so we just threw everything at everything that we did. Whereas now we've got a bit of money in the bank and we've actually got more of a financial safety net now is when you're more conservative about your decisions. And we are maybe, not just you. Yes and no. More to lose. Because you, I would have been conservative from day one. Yeah, well. So it was you that wasn't. <laughs> so I'm not, not sure that's totally true. Okay. But it's the founder's mindset versus the sort of conservators. But you definitely get to a, a stage where you want to protect what you've made. Mm, definitely. Yeah. And it's okay. quite hard to force yourself not to do that. We talked to Mike Cole the other day from the Imagine Group and he was saying that about hunters and farmers, about that you start off as a hunter, but you can turn into a farmer because you want to preserve mm. what you've got. So going back to Olivia and what she was looking for on that day, which she might not have realised she was looking for by coming to the behind the scenes day. So maybe she thought she was going to get an insight into how an estate agency that had been open and established for a few years was running, but she might not have realised she was going to get all these things from it. So the second thing that she said was inspiration. So to be able to get inspiration about ideas and direction for her business that she felt that she was lacking. Yep. And there's lots of that in the room. You know, there was 12 probably other agencies, mm. some that are brand new, some that have been going for 30, 40 years. Mm. So there's always an answer to, to a challenge in the room, whether if we have it or not. We had a lovely agent there. I won't name him, but somebody that I've known for a really long time. And he calls himself a bit of a dinosaur. Yeah, but he still came along to learn new things and did. to be inspired, even though he's actually facing retirement yeah. soon. I thought that was lovely. The opposite end of the career scale than uh, Olivia. My name is Lisa Curran and I run Curran's Unique Homes in Chester. My favourite part of being a Firewave member is definitely the mastermind days. The chance of getting in a room with people with similar challenges, I get an enormous amount from. I really love the structure of Firewave. It keeps me on track. I find it very, very easy to implement and I love the results that it brings to my business. But he still came along to learn new things and to be inspired, even though he's actually facing retirement yeah. soon. 
I thought that was lovely. The opposite end of the career scale than uh, Olivia. And then the next one is enthusiasm. So I think it's easy to get enthusiastic about a new business idea. But if if you don't feed that enthusiasm with anybody else's positive mm. ideas and thoughts, where does the idea go? Yeah, and it goes with the next one, which is not alone. And it can be quite a lonely, not it, well, yeah, industry. I think it is a lonely industry, yeah. It's an industry full of status and look at me, I'm Yeah, brilliant. and because, it, because all your local competitors are competitive, it's rare that you'll get someone that you can have a conversation with that, that's got the same challenges as you. Mm. So, so it's quite easy to lose your enthusiasm mm. if you're not able to discuss those. Even if mm. you're just able to hear what happens in our mastermind often is you go around asking what their biggest challenges at the moment and we'll get to the very end and someone will say cash flow and then the rest of the room goes, I, ugh, I didn't want to say that, but that's mine as mm. well. So everyone has the same challenges and, mm. and realising that you're not alone in it and hopefully we'll, we'll give you some enthusiasm back. And that's where encouragement comes in, actually, which is what she said she felt. She felt encouraged by everybody. And the other Olivia, <laughs> Olivia Thompson, she came to an event about a year and a half ago, I would say. And she was just about to launch her agency. In fact, it was March, wasn't it, 2021. And she was launching her agency on the 1st of May 2021 with mm. a business partner. And she was just about to buy a banner from... Right, right move. move. And everybody went, no, 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 don't do that. You can do it without a £5,000 a year banner. We'll help you. You know, we'll support you. And that lovely support and encouragement is what helped her launch a business so successfully. And she still feels it now. So actually, the next one is to step back and take a look at what you're doing and have a bit of a sense check because somebody that we know actually in our own mastermind is thinking about buying a sales agency. And we're telling her at the moment, you know, don't do it. Um, so it's about step, stepping back and looking at your decisions with a bit of objectivity and with other people around you who've maybe been there and done that or know somebody who has, who can give you a different point of view. And it might not be the right point of view, but just somebody to bounce ideas off and a whole room full of people that want you to do well, I think is really valuable. Yeah. And having an open mind and try and put your ego to one side to look at others that are doing it well in the industry and try and listen and learn and, and to exactly how they do it. And there isn't one correct way of doing estate agency. Lots of people have proved that. But find the one that suits you and your market and the way you want to do business and, and following them and investing in, in yourself and different people to learn how to do that as a bit of a shortcut is an opportunity, I, I think, you need to take it. And I'd say one of the, the biggest barriers to success, or the biggest, I would say, is fear. Fear of anything. Fear of spending money. Fear of, of loss. Fear of losing. Fear of... Loss of status. Yeah, fear of making the wrong decision, fear of adding more anxiety to you, fear of adding more pain, fear of getting it wrong. You know, everything comes back to fear. So learning how to manage that or having a support network that you can throw ideas off or that you can just sense check your decisions you're making, I think reduces that barrier or lowers it slightly. And, and daily learning will lower it even further. And it, the lower you can get that barrier of fear, the better you'll be. My stress levels while I was on holiday were really, really low is brilliant they went down to like 30 a day i don't even know what the 30 is i don't know what it's out of 100 mine were really really high while you're away <laughs> so now we've rebalanced <laughs> yeah i'll take on some of your stress and you can uh, take on some of my lack of i've just bought molly one of these watches and my stress is 36 at the moment and yesterday i said oh, i'm really tired and i saw a look at a watch and i thought oh, here we go she went what's your body battery <laughs> What is my, mine's plus three and minus 20. I don't even know what that means. What's yours? Mine's plus 92 and minus 25. 
Don't know what that 92 means. is good. I think it means that's what you got in your sleep, I think. Oh, mine didn't start with sleep. Mine started when I woke up this morning. But my stress has gone up to 47, talking about stress. Speaking about stress, actually, we when we had a mastermind event, probably in January, we talked about stress. We had a session on it and about how it affects you physiologically as well as from a mental point of view. And one of the agents we had in the room, one of our members actually stood up and said, I've decided after this conversation, I don't want to be in the state agent anymore. And just that self-awareness, she just, although she was very upset, she felt very, um, well, humbled by the support in the room, I'm sure, because there's a lot of people there to give her a massive hug. I'm sure there's a huge weight. But a huge weight, yeah. That's what I was going to say, that burden of Mm. responsibility. And she just went, I don't like it. I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. And it's it's a a very valuable realisation because a lot of people just, very rarely do people say to us, I've always wanted to be an estate agent, mm. unless they're actually applying for a job, in which case they say, oh, I'm on right move every single day. Yeah. And you can see it as, I think I would see it as that I'd failed and lost. And then, but if we spoke to Frank Flegg the other day on our expert session, and he was saying about how he was an agent for two or three years and then shut his doors. And, and he's now... I didn't know that. Yeah, no, no, did I? He was an agent for two or three years in like 2007. Oh, bad timing. Yeah, then started buying buying properties and then realised that, that people were going to pay him a lot of money to teach him how, how to do that. So he just shut his, his doors. And if anyone knows Frank Flegg, he has no ego about him whatsoever. And I'm sure that carried that decision. Him able to, you know, not worry what, what his friends and family thought that he was shutting this estate agency mm. that he'd, he'd built for two or three years. And that must be a massive decision to make. Mm. And now he's a, a, a multi-millionaire. He's very successful in a different way. Yeah. John Durant as well, our lovely John Durant friend, Dr. Photo. I think that's what he's called now. I can't remember his latest situation, but, and his lovely son, Tommy, have got a podcast together. And John was a, an estate agent and he, Durant, Waterfall and Barclay, I think it was called, all the way around, Waterfall, Durant and Barclay in Surrey and he once said to me I wasn't nasty enough to be an estate agent <laughs> or something like that mm. wasn't mean enough wasn't tough enough whatever you do have to have a very thick skin and I think that's coming back to the behind the scenes days that's what makes people realize that they might be struggling with it but everybody else is as well and struggling with the same things and just to have those people around you makes you feel stronger you know the weight of the of running it on your own is a very big weight to carry but as soon as you start splitting that weight across the other people in the mastermind or just the group in the room that weren't actually members, I think is a, a very reassuring feeling. And then just going back to the idea of a mastermind in the first place, we are heading off to Birmingham tomorrow morning as we record this for two days to our mastermind. Yes, it's the hard thing to do. It's the painful thing to do to take two days out of our agency when I've just been on holiday for two and a half weeks and to go down to Birmingham. But it means that we get a really good chance to chat, don't we, about everything that's going on and strategize. We get to see inside somebody else's business, behind the scenes of their business, which is hugely helpful to us. And we also get to spend two days with people who want us to succeed and have got ideas and opinions and inspiration and encouragement and support for us while we're on our journey, same as we have for them. So I absolutely love these days. I think the behind the scenes days that we run here, which are open days, as long as you're not in a competitive area with one of our members. And the behind the scenes days that we go to, that we attend down in Birmingham, I find them both really, really useful and yeah. enjoyable. Yeah, absolutely. And if you want to attend the next one, mm-hmm. whenever that may be, whenever you listen to this, then there'll be a link in the show notes. So yeah, go there, put your details in and you've got to apply because obviously we need to work out if your area is free and if the area is free on the day and a member of the team will give you a call and let you know. It's a full day as well, 10 till 4. 
we ask you to be a Harps Nine to have a, a chat and a coffee with us. We give you a lovely lunch and the cost is free. There is no cost. There is a small deposit we ask you to pay just so to make sure that we've got the right number of people in the room. But other than that, it's completely free. So if you're looking at the barriers to your success in your agency right now, then bring some of those barriers, obstacles, challenges along to a behind the scenes day. And let's see if we can't send you off like Olivia with a big smile on her face and a fantastic and very exciting business plan ahead of her. And hopefully we'll meet you in person soon. Right. Back to the real point of the podcast. The question on the podcast. The number one richest country in the world, as judged by per capita GDP, is? Is. You've got a short list of three. Yeah, I keep, yeah. It keeps changing. That's the problem. So you've been thinking about that through this whole episode. Yes. So I've worked out that I think it's European, of which Sam, did you confirm that? I did confirm. You confirmed that. Yeah. Good. So then it's going to be somewhere slightly dodgy. Dodgy. Slightly. It's going to be small, I think. I did say it was a shock. So it's obviously not. It's not going to be something like Germany, is it? No. So exactly. So the, the three I've got, and actually two of them, I don't think it is. So I might. <laughs> I, I, I might actually think it's just one. So do I go with the three or the one? Do the three and then tell me which one. I won't tell you which one. Okay. If any of them are right. San Marino, Andorra or Luxembourg? Zero right. Well, Zero point. I don't know the answer then. The answer? Are you ready for this? Yeah. I feel like we need a drum roll. Ireland. You wouldn't believe it, would you? No, I don't think it's true either. I'll put the screenshot from the World Health Organization in the podcast notes. Google it, please, see. while we're live on air. Oh, Liam knows why. He Googled it. <laughs> Oh, that's why it is, yeah. Liam's saying it's a it's a dodgy country and America is sending them lots of money. I'm not buying it. Have you Googled it yet? <laughs> we will Google it afterwards, but yeah, sore loser. Sore loser, Phil. And we'll see you on the next podcast episode. Bye for now. If you are feeling frustrated with the lack of growth in your agency and you're impatient to reach those ever-moving goalposts, then here's your invitation to find out more about if and how we can help you scale and build the agency of your dreams. All we want you to do is go to fire-wave.co.uk forward slash AJMM and that'll be in the show notes as well, where you'll find full information on all of our amazing mastermind programs.